The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, we will begin the next sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. So let's join Bible teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. In our study of the Apostles, we've been looking at the highest application of the term, uh, the application of the term to the 12, the original 12, uh, as Peter says in Acts chapter 1 and verses 21 to 22, men who were with the Lord Jesus all the time, he went in and went out, beginning from the baptism of John to the day he was taken up, that they would be witnesses of the resurrection. And that included the original 11 whom Jesus called and appointed to be with him, that he might send them out to preach, to have power to heal sickness, and to cast out demons. Plus Matthias, who also was with them the whole time, and who took Judas's place. And we've seen over the last few studies the great power God anointed them with, the signs, the wonders, along with the preaching of the Word of God, founded the first church there in Jerusalem. But Jesus Apostello sent out others also. And if you remember the 70, if you look in Luke chapter 10, remember that verb, Apostello, to send out. Luke chapter 10 and verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others. Now, some of your translations, your manuscripts uh, might say 72. The Texas Receptor says 70. 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So they're sent out very similar instructions we're going to read here in chapter 10 that he gave to the 12. Remember when he sent them out on a mission before him and these 70 now you think back to the 70 elders at the time of Moses um, the Sanhedrin also was a body that had 70 members when the Jews would talk about the Gentile nations they would say the number of the Gentile nations was 70 so there's a lot of symbolism in that number 70 and here he sends these 70 out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So they too go ahead of him to prepare the way for him. And then he said to them, and listen to the instructions, very similar to what we read for the 12 apostles. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And that's really the reason for sending out the 70. The 12 were not enough. To prepare the way before him, he needed more people. The, the harvest is ready. The laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So he tells them in verse 3, Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the way, along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. 
If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick there. And say to them, so they have the ability to heal the sick, say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. The same message the apostles preached. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into its streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. So that's the message they were to preach, just like the apostles. And if they did not receive them, they were not receiving the message of God. And then he says in verse 12, But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. Now these places were seeing the miracles. They were hearing the word of God. So how much greater the judgment upon them than those areas that had went into gross sin and never heard the word of God, never saw the miracles, never had the disciples of Jesus come to them doing miracles and never saw the Messiah and the multitudes around Messiah. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. He who hears you, hears me. He who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. And this should sound very familiar to what we studied for the 12 apostles. These are apostello. These are sent out, these 70. Then verse 17, Then the 70 return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So they healed the sick, and they cast out demons. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So they have tremendous power given to them. And we said before, the apostles were not to be different from the rest of Christians. Rather, they were in the lead. They were given the authority initially to start, and everyone was to come to the same place in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And these 70 here are performing great signs and wonders, in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Lord tells them, authority has been given on you to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. What a tremendous scripture to memorize. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. It's not because you're so wonderful, you're so great, don't take such pride in the fact that you're able to cast out these demons. Rather, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. It's by the grace of God. It's by the mercy of God that they have this power, that they have this anointing. And when those go out in the name of Jesus who are frail human beings and preach the gospel and work under the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus rejoices. He says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
This is trampling on the head of the evil one. And then you read in verse 21, Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. All those learned men in the Sanhedrin, the chief priests, the elders, the scribes could miss it. But these he had chosen like babes, like children, could go out and have the power of God upon them. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. And he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. And that's something for us to consider also, how privileged we are to have the Scriptures, to have the revelation of the Holy Spirit, to open our eyes. I'm sure every one of us here has seen the Lord do miracles in our lives, and some of them are very dramatic. Some things happen every day. And how privileged we are, how the prophets of old desire to see a time of the grace of the kingdom of God when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all flesh. And that we have the privilege of experiencing something the rest of the world knows nothing of. They neither see him nor know him, but you know him. You have fellowship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. What a privilege. We are like babes that God has taken and given us the mysteries and the jewels and the treasures of the kingdom of heaven. So here we have these others that are sent out with authority. Matthias, many feel, and they're probably right, was likely one of these 70. And that's why then he was qualified to become the replacement for Judas. Many of these men would go on to see the resurrected Jesus Christ, just like the apostles. Their commission here seems to be for a season, though remember the apostles of 12 were sent out initially for a time and then their position was magnified at the day of Pentecost and the work they would do to found the early church. And he does say to them, even after they come back, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. But there's a seasonal aspect, a temporal aspect to go out because the laborers are few and they needed to do what they were told to do at that particular time. And I think they're an indication, the beginning of an indication, that there is a wider group than just the 12 to whom the scriptures, remember that word they are sent out, the noun is apostolos, one that is sent forth, whom the scriptures also apply the term apostle to. Those who are specifically sent out in the purpose of bringing the gospel and had seen the risen Lord. And if you look ahead in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul writes uh, in verse 3. Now the background of what's going on here is he's about to combat a creeping apostasy that's coming into the Corinthian church, that there are a few who deny the resurrection of the dead. And really this is the whole setup to him speaking about the fact that 
the dead are raised. We will rise again. Jesus rose. He was the firstborn. And so the promise is that we will rise, that death does not end our lives. We have the resurrection to look forward to. And in starting this, he says in chapter 15, verse 3, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins. And look at this. He's giving them here the gospel. Number one, he says, I delivered to you, first of all, that which I received. He received, you're going to see here from what he says, prophecy confirmed in the scripture, right? The apostolic teaching and witness, right? He spoke to um, the early disciples. He spoke to Peter. He spoke to James. Uh, Adonias comes to Paul and preaches to him. He was brought the word of God and the scales fell off his eyes. He has direct revelation from the Lord. Jesus himself speaks to Paul. So you have here... Uh, the received truth by direct revelation of Jesus Christ, by speaking to the early disciples, the apostolic teaching and witness, and the scriptures themselves. And with that, he delivers, first of all, that which he also received. He didn't make it up, he received it. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Two, and that he was buried. Three, that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And then four and verse five, that he was seen. There are witnesses to the resurrected Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to speak about these witnesses to the resurrection. Join Pastor Greg on the web for serious Bible study. The address is www.shiarjashub.org. And may the Lord bless you as you serve him.